Welcome to the Experts Speak, a service of the Florida Psychiatric Society. I'm Abby Strauss, and thanks for listening. Suzanne Gallagher-Ross is a psychologist in Palm Beach County, Florida, and actually relatively new to South Florida, and we welcome her here. We happen to be talking about post-traumatic growth, and the concept is so positive and so interesting that it definitely warranted some additional study. So we asked her to join us, and she agreed. Dr. Gallagher-Ross, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me, Dr. Strauss. What is post-traumatic growth? Can you give us some history? Certainly. I think it's important to understand that certainly the idea that one can be transformed in significantly positive ways in the aftermath of trauma, it's not a new concept. One can find many examples in ancient philosophy and literature. However, what has been new is been a relatively recent phenomenon is the systematic focus, the focus on the concept of post-traumatic growth. This was a term coined in the mid-1990s by two psychologists. Their names are Richard Tedeschi and Lawrence Calhoun, both of whom are professors of psychology at University of North Carolina at Charlotte. So when we hear this to someone who is just being introduced to this to this notion. The question is, how is it different? We know about post-traumatic stress disorders, and we know that we're always trying to help people grow. Why do we have a label now to something called post-traumatic growth? How is it clinically different? The definition of post-traumatic growth really has to do with the positive psychological change that might arise from the struggle to find meaning in the aftermath of significant crisis or trauma. It doesn't discount the psychological distress or the negative outcomes that are typically experienced in reaction to trauma, such as anxiety, depression, hypervigilance, which we're all familiar with with post-traumatic stress disorder. So if someone lost somebody from suicide, would that be an appropriate entry for post-traumatic growth treatment? What's important to consider is that the event must produce a very significant level of distress that shatters your previously held assumptions about the world and your place in it. It almost sounds like it's a combination of a spiritual and a religious Mm -hmm. and a philosophic process. That's true. The experience of growth, as studied by Tedeschi and Calhoun, have yielded three different domains, general domains, and that has to do with your changed perception of yourself. Whereas you may think the world may be more dangerous, but I'm capable of handling it. The notion certainly that someone has been battle tested and they've prevailed. Many people report increased inner strength and increased self-worth. Another domain is that changes is how you relate to others. Many people report increased intimacy and connection to others. And it may cause people to also reevaluate their relationships. They may decide that I'm going to discard some relationships that are no longer working for me may be open to formulating other relationships that maybe they hadn't previously thought about. Of course, there's also change in philosophy of life, which would include things like new priorities. One may feel that it's more important to spend time with one's family versus building one's career. And certainly along those lines, people also may develop greater appreciation for life. And it could be something as simple as enjoying the sunset more. Sometimes people, you hear the platitude, stop and smell the roses. Well, that's where this may come in. People decide that these become more important to them, and they they learn to recognize that. Certainly, spirituality is another aspect, especially for people if their crisis event has any kind of existential concerns. Such as? Can you give an example, perhaps? Well, such as like someone who is given a diagnosis of cancer. Which is unfortunately very common and really interesting to use that as a segue. That was one of the issues that you brought up when we began to talk about your entry into post-traumatic growth work. Can you tell us how the cancer affected you? 
Yes. I very unexpectedly was diagnosed myself in my 30s back in 2007. And what was, I, I always heard the expression, life can change on a dime. I certainly always thought I knew what that meant. But until I heard the word, Susan, I don't know how to tell you this, but you have cancer. I really had a more profound understanding of what that meant. You have that feeling of the rug being pulled out from under you. It was such a shock so unprepared for that happening. When you're first diagnosed, it's like cancer 101. You're thrown into something you may not know anything about, and certainly I didn't know a lot about it. And you're running to get this test and running to get that imaging done. You're meeting with doctors and you're getting second opinions. And it just was very overwhelming. And I really feel like through my own experience, I felt like it really helped me to connect to others especially those who suffer. And I can't tell you how invaluable this has been. In which way? In which way? Give me more details. These, these are sad details that you had to go through mm -hmm. the cancer to get this. It's good details, right. obviously, because you're still here. Right. Let us learn from you what post-traumatic growth is. And if we okay. could use you as the example, I just mm -hmm. want to listen. Okay. When I was thinking over everything, I just remember feeling how the world was less predictable than I thought. And I certainly felt more vulnerable. But then with the passage of time, I really began to feel that I was battle tested. I, I, I just was ready to face anything that came down the pike. I felt very prepared to handle anything that came my way. That certainly has been a very positive thing for me. I think it's important to note that on an intellectual level, we can all understand what I'm saying through my experience, you know, greater appreciation of life and whatnot. But I think it's important to really grasp that when someone is going through this, it's such an emotional feeling. And that's so different from when we can intellectualize and say, oh, yes, that makes sense. That's what I think is really at the heart of the growth piece here. Very, very important. Is there a philosophic difference, a stylistic difference? What makes you a different psychologist, psychotherapist? It helps me. I feel like when I'm working with people who have been through a very traumatic event, and certainly I work a lot with cancer patients, I have a sort of empathy, I guess you could say, from having been there. And I find that it's natural for me, and I think it's helpful to my patients to really validate their feelings and their experiences. Is it for everybody? Is everybody psychologically available to to deal with this? Or The interesting thing is the research has really shown that one does not have to be an optimist necessarily. There's been a lot of research with that and it hasn't, hasn't been particularly robust in making a correlation between having an optimistic outlook and being able to experience growth. I do think that a lot of it has to do with the way that they manage emotional distress. I think that when people are ruminating about things, it's, I think it's helpful to have someone to help them to focus on the meaning of the consequences or looking for meaning in the consequences rather than the event itself. People who tend to focus solely on the event itself tend to be those who may have more of the negative outcomes because that's the essence kind of of the definition. It's the struggle to find meaning in the outcomes of what's happened versus just focusing solely on the event itself. This is what I find so interesting, is that that is not the mere catharsis of the event, but rebuilding around it. Something bad happened. We're sorry that it happened. Now, what can we do to build your life? Exactly. Fascinating. Do a lot of people embrace post-traumatic growth, or are they doing it and they really don't know it's called post-traumatic growth? 
the answer to that would be yes. It seems like a lot of people do do this naturally. For myself, once I got through that initial shock and, you know, where there's, like I said, there's a lot of negative rumination, it tends to be very intrusive. Right after a trauma happens, people are ruminating about it. It tends to be very intrusive. We may have images of very negative things or very negative thoughts. This is typical of what we find in people in survival mode. This is where people are understanding that their previous assumptions of safety and stability tend to go out the window. It's more like as people realize that their previously held beliefs or their assumptions, when they can't be integrated into whatever their new reality is, that's when people start to become more reflective. And that's when you can maybe take a look and formulate new goals or you kind of revise your worldview. You find you might be able to integrate into the new reality. And then what generally happens after that is what they call meaningfulness phase, where you're no longer focused on their survival. And now you can kind of look at and say, oh, these are some of the outcomes. Wow, not all of these things are terrible. This is where people can start to recognize that. And like I was saying with my own experience in the beginning, I was just so, I, I wasn't necessarily focusing on why me, because I always kind of felt like all of us in life do suffer. At some point, I didn't really see why I should be exempt. But what I tended to focus on was that I just never saw it coming. No family history. I was in my 30s. I had just run two marathons within six months of being diagnosed. I was actually training for my third. I was in very robust health. So hearing those words, I just remember wanting to turn around and say, who, you know, who are you talking to? I just remember, again, the, the running to the doctors and getting the opinions and getting this imaging, that imaging, this biopsy. It was just, it was, it was a lot. And I really felt like I was in survival mode. But after the first, for me, it was like a month or so. I, I had a plan. I knew what I was going to do. I had a whole team of people who were there to help me. I had an oncologist, a surgeon, and, and everybody. And I remember speaking to my supervisor at the time, and I was explaining about these things that I was realizing that were happening that enabling me to cope with this because she had remarked how well she thought I was doing. And she was the one who told me, because you're describing post-traumatic growth. I had never heard of that before. And having had my own personal experience, and then, of course, my professional curiosity was ignited. And I was fortunate that I was just about to start the dissertation phase in my education, and I wound up studying this, studying breast cancer survivors with, in terms of this phenomenon. The worry that comes to me is that someone could go to a doctor and say, such and such happened, I'm really down, I'm really depressed, they give them an antidepressant. The antidepressant, I wonder, might it blunt this process? That's an interesting possibility. On the other hand, if it helps with people's mood, maybe that would help not to focus so much on the event itself. If their mood gets elevated, that raises a very good question. And I think it raises a question in, in very large ways about the nature and the direction that our field is going in. It's interesting as we develop all these wonderful new medications, and thank God we have them. I mean, they, they really do help many people. But it's not to the exclusion of talking to a therapist, learning about ourselves, exploring ourselves, the sort of growth process that you're describing. I would hope that more people can attach the notion of post-traumatic growth to their, to their processes after an event happens. I think the title itself is encouraging. Yes, 
this. And I was, again, when my supervisor brought that up, I was so intrigued that I immediately went to the literature and I started to read everything I could. And I thought, my goodness, I mean, it, it's really been around uh, Tedeschi and Calhoun, think, coined the term around the mid 1990s. It's still a relatively new phenomenon in the way that it's studied. Sometimes just telling someone what their therapeutic process is can be very beneficial. We give them a diagnosis and they go, oh, thank you, thank you. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. But this also gives a process. And I think that can also help them enormously as well. Very interesting stuff. Do a lot of people do this? Is it growing amongst verbal psychotherapists or is it still sort of an isolated philosophy? The literature has shown that there's been a lot done in the last 20 years. And I, I'm, I would really hope that people will continue to explore this. My feeling is, is that I, I think it's very closely linked to positive psychology, which I think is also enjoying some growth. So I would hope that as that continues to grow in popularity, perhaps this concept will as well. If someone is going through a particular post-trauma event in their life and they hear this, perhaps they should bring this concept to their therapist and see if it applies to them. It's got such a positive notion to it as a label, which is a very nice feeling. Susan Gallagher-Ross is a psychologist in Palm Beach County. She has been good enough to talk to us about something known as post-traumatic growth and also share some of her personal experiences. Dr. Gallagher-Ross, thank you so much. This really has been quite interesting. I, I really do thank you. Thank you. I, and I really appreciate your invitation. You know, I did want to say that I'm sorry, I can't think of the actual percentage number, but I did read recently that the majority of people in the world will experience a traumatic event or crisis at some point during their lives. So I think it really underscores the importance of helping people not only to survive, but hopefully thrive in the aftermath of adversity.